In 2016, the Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna, or ANITA, which had been set up to monitor cosmic rays from space, suddenly started detecting some of those rays actually emanating from Earth. They were going the wrong way, and nobody seemed to know why. It happened again in 2018. Join us on Aliens Explored as we entertain the possibility that extraterrestrials might be behind the mystery. This week's episode is dedicated to our new Explorer of the Week, Vanessa Kime. Vanessa is an explorer of the fourth kind, which means she'll be enjoying our short videos speculating on the following week's subjects, as well as many other benefits. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash aliens explored to see what benefits you can enjoy as well as helping fund us to keep on doing what we love to do. Aliens Explored is a weekly podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? Welcome back, listeners, to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast where we look at UFOs, UAPs, cosmic rays in this case uh, and all kinds of weird and wonderful things from ufology i am one of your hosts Stu jackson and i'm your other host neil kelly how are you doing neil i'm doing very well thank you how are you i'm doing i'm doing good thanks Uh, it's been quite a while since we last recorded one of these because we we record them in batches a little bit don't we 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 do a bit, yeah. It does seem a long time since uh, <laughs> since we, I got weeks. to grips with anything to do with yeah. A few. Uh, weeks, you've got your least. new job now. We were just talking off air about uh, it. I've a got bit. a new. Yeah, I've got a new job. Listen, uh, um, if you come to London um, and play Monopoly life sized, I am Mister Monopoly. Yeah, I, I, I will. Inter- I will open your game and leave you to play it, and then I'll come and close it and announce the winners. <laughs> and, and I look Excellent. just like I just look just like the bloke on the on the picture the picture on the on the board game, with the with my top hat and my my little my little M tie clip and my walking stick, <laughs> and my my cane. Um, yeah, has we work for Hasbro Games and they are very specific about our, our look. So um, I had to shave off my my goatee beard and they wouldn't even let me keep my own moustache. I have to wear the approved false moustache. <laughs> Indeed, hasn't it? I'm sure, and now it might just be in America. Maybe our listeners can mm. clarify this. He's got an actual name, hasn't it? Is it something money bags? Um, I'm going to look that up actually because 
I think he had. I'm yeah. sure I've heard somewhere he's got an actual name, and it's like Mr. Moneybags or yeah, Theodore P. Moneybags or something. You know. Okay, I'm going to look that up because um, you know I've I, I I use a script that has been presented to me by Hasbro Games, where I say, "Hello, I'm Mr. Monopoly," and everyone addresses me as Mr. Monopoly. Uh, I'm thinking it might be. If it's more of an oh. American thing, then obviously because it's in the UK and London, they wouldn't use something that people aren't going to recognize. Because if yeah, if you said in London, I'm Theodore P. Moneybags or whatever it might be, people are mm. going, who? But you may know me <laughs> as Mr. Monopoly. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure even people even know him as Mr. Monopoly, but. Um, you know, you just buy a game of Monopoly, and there's that picture on the board of this guy in a top hat with a cane. Um, and and I suppose because I've been made up to look like him, I walk into the room with my top hat and a cane <laughs> and my white moustache and say, Oh, Mr. Monopoly, they, they, they know. And of course, they would have seen a video before I walk in as well. There's a little video presentation. Ah, right. So, Are you in that as well? No, that that is the cartoon Mr. Monopoly that they'll recognise from the box on ah, my game. Right, right. And then I'll walk in looking something like him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so his his head's a yeah. little bit rounder than yours, isn't it? Uh, his his whole body is a little bit rounder than mine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should have auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dude, you know it, it's regular work, man. It's 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 a PA wide. <sighs> DIY job with uh, with paid holidays, you know, it's a it's a and job. That's, that's do you know what? That's an interesting thing as well uh, that we were just talking about off air. Is for you? I mean, yeah, great, you know, mm. regular work, paid holiday, all that sort of thing. Yeah, for you, for you, that's great. That's exactly what you want. For me, that's a living nightmare. <laughs> do you know? Do you know when I last had a PA? A PA, so for our, our non-English, PAYE is a pay as you earn. It means that you're you're on the payroll of a company and you you have a regular job and you receive a salary which is taxed at source because it's pay as you earn at PAYE. Um, and uh, do, you know, do you know when the last time I had a regular job with paid holidays was? Ooh, now... Not, I'm trying to think if it's one we've done together. No, you you don't know me or, or nothing. Okay. Nothing of any duration. I mean, I have had odd little jobs that where I was on the payroll when I was doing the COVID testing, for instance. But that was only for a couple of months. Oh yes, yes. Um, but the the last time I had a proper job with paid holidays that I could actually take was 2001. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 21 years ago. Yeah. Gosh, I like talking to you, Neil. You make me feel young. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 2001. 15 years before some strange emanations were found coming out of Antarctica. Which awesome. is a, a, a great, great segue there, mate. <laughs> great segue. I've, I felt oh, yeah. I had to a do something. A seamless <laughs> switch to the topic at hand. Uh, cosmic rays from Antarctica. Bizarre particles. Yeah. Indeed, um, yes. So, I think, first of all, it's important to clarify what we actually mean by cosmic rays. Because when I hmm. when I first heard cosmic rays, I thought back to, like, the old Fantastic Four comics. Mm. That was cosmic the, rays that changed them all, wasn't it? it turned, turn, yeah, 
Turn them into Turn superheroes. Them into the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah uh, cosmic. Oh, yeah. Go on. As I say, most aren't a lot of Marvel heroes created by exposure to radiation. I mean, yeah, you, you, in, in, the, in the world of Marvel comics, you don't get thyroid cancer. You you become Spider Man or Daredevil or the Hulk. It's um, or the Fantastic Four. It's a lot like the old uh, horror B movies. It depends on what's in the public consciousness at the time. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, for a period of time, yes, and and for a long period, it was because the the threat of nuclear war and nuclear radiation was prevalent in people's minds. Yes, radiation mutating people into, you know, the Fantastic Four, or um, it, or, it was or in, a, in B movies in, into monsters, or into monsters, um, or yeah, or it was a was it an irradiated spider that bit spider-man and then of course when the i remember when the Tobey Maguire movies came out because people were thinking more about genetically modified things being like at, at the forefront of the mm. at, at, in the zeitgeist there you go yeah i love using that word when i when i can shoehorn it in um but because yeah genetically modified things it was a genetically modified spider that bit him not a radioactive spider Mm. The Tobey Maguire movies. So yeah, it's always it's always just been uh, whatever's at the forefront of people's fears, I suppose. And I mean, all those all those Marvel characters were all created in the early nineteen sixties, weren't they? They were. Yeah, they were all, um, yeah. And toxic waste plays a part because you mentioned Daredevil. He lost his eyesight and gained his powers because of a vat of mm. toxic or a, a tanker radioactive of toxic waste. <laughs> tanker, yeah. Radioactive toxic waste. Yeah. Um, the Hulk gamma radiation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's all. Um, it's all a bit of a thing. And, and the but Fantastic yes, Four, of course, went on a space trip and got <laughs> blasted by cosmic rays and landed on Earth and found they had had. Superpowers and yes, well, one of them kind of became a monster, didn't he? I'm surprised he wasn't hunted oh, down. The thing, Ben Grimm, Ben Grimm, mm. um, poor chap. Um, yeah, so co- what cosmic rays actually are, uh, we know they are fragments of atoms, so you've got protons, mm. electrons, atomic nuclei, um, all the basically the components of atoms. Traveling through space um, into our atmosphere, uh, they're coming close to the speed of light, very close mm. to the speed of light, so close that some people do say they travel at the speed of light. It's not entirely accurate, but it is very, very close to the speed of light. Um, and and is, it, is it enough to make a difference? I mean, is close to the speed of light actually a very different thing from being actually at the speed of light? In terms of physics, it's um, well, it's not an infinite speed as we know. Um, hmm. It's just, I suppose, it's, it's like saying, speed. is twenty miles an hour close to a thirty mile an hour speed limit? I just wondered um, if, yes, if something, <laughs> if 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 the, the if the if the whole nature of something changed when it actually reached the speed of light, if it became a different thing. Well, to what it was, to, to something travelling at slightly less than the speed of light. Theoretical physics tells us that in order to travel at the speed of light, something would have to have uh, zero mass uh, and zero... Well, it would have to have zero mass. I know that. 
Um, mm. and even protons and electrons are not quite zero mass. So how do these atoms tend, how do they get broken up? It's, it's caused by some kind of cataclysmic event out in space, isn't it? That's an excellent question. Uh, we don't know that they are broken up. All we know is that they are made up of protons, electrons, and atomic nuclei. So we don't know if they once right. were atoms that have been shattered or it's just the building blocks of atoms flying through space. Mm. We don't know exactly where they came from either. We know they've come from outside the solar system. Mm. Um, it has been... Um, it's this kind of like fairly recent discoveries in terms of cosmic rays. We know that they come from a cluster of stars uh, fairly nearby or they come from sort of that general direction but it's really hard to gauge because as soon as they come close to earth the various magnetic fields change their direction right so it's really hard to gauge their exact um, okay. point of origin um, it, it, obviously like having advances like the uh, ISS the, the International Space Station where they can mm. monitor it further away from Earth, that's helped tremendously. But they, they did have equipment. But they did have equipment set up to monitor cosmic rays actually hitting the Earth and apparently penetrating quite deep, but so deep that it was speculated that that they might come out the other side. Um, yeah, and also and also equipment dangling from high altitude balloons over Antarctica that would. Pick up rays. So neutrinos are exceedingly small particles uh, created in a number of ways, including exploding stars and gamma ray bursts. They are everywhere within the universe and are tiny enough to pass through just about any object from people to lead to buildings. And it says the Earth itself. This, this is from the um, Science Daily Yes, because they're close to zero mass. So, as, as we know, even solid objects is mostly made up of nothing. Mm. Um, so, yes. yeah, they would just an fly through the nothingness, um, yeah. not hitting anything. They're, they're that small. And, and so um, this equipment was set up to monitor cosmic rays hitting coming from space and hitting Earth. Um, but what they noticed was actually cosmic rays coming from Earth and going back out into space. And that this is the... the specific one that discovered them in 2016. Yes. Hmm. Um, I think it was an, was it an Australian research station that discovered them. Uh, I know the equipment was uh, had the anacronym ANITA. Which is short Anita. for the Antarc <laughs> Antarc Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna which started in 2006. Go. So they only noticed these anomalies in 2016 and 2018. So they're, they're not happening now. It was just a, no. a once in a... No. Oh, no, it's not a, It's not something that's happening permanently. It's just something that's happened a couple of then. times. Um, and, yeah, and rather than these cosmic rays coming down from the sky and hitting the Earth, they're coming up from Antarctica. Hmm. Now, we use cosmic rays an awful lot, and we use it all over the world. We make good use of them. They've even used them to 
discover certain voids within like the Great Pyramid at Giza and things like that. Uh, they're, they're quite remarkable things that are very, very useful. Um, so so we have the power to create these rays, do we, that we can, we can replicate them? I think we have them the power to manipulate them. And direct about them. creating them. Um, but certainly manipulating them. Um, but yeah, so the up, upcoming, basically out of the ground, in Antarctica, out of the ice, these bursts of cosmic rays. Hmm. That, like I say, we know come from this cluster of stars. This, this. All right. So, so it's been... what do we make of this? A guy called Ian Shoemaker, an assistant professor in the Department of Physics at the Centre for Neutrino Physics at the Virginia Tech College of Science, um, seems to think that they're, they're, they're bouncing back, that these cosmic rays were hitting Antarctica, because they only seem to be coming from Antarctica. Um, they missed the top layer of ice, enter the ground, and strike deep, striking into deep, compacted snow. So it's, it's something called fern, F-I-R-N, which is you know, the subsurface. It's it's somewhere between glacial snow and 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 solid glacial ice. Um, so he's saying that they bounce back, but if that was the case, it would be doing it all the time, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have just been? It would. Um, two occasions. It'd be, it'd be fairly constant. On top of that, as you quite rightly said very early on, these things are small enough to pass through solid matter. Mm. So how are they bouncing back? Um, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Because even light can't pass through a solid matter, can it? But do you know what? There's, that's why there's, we have curtains. That's why we have curtains. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? It's not what? an uncommon thing. When something particularly weird happens... With the defy mm. science that, that kind of breaks science in a way, um, mm. you will immediately get lots of fringe scientists, some of them possibly trying to make a name for themselves because they wouldn't otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, coming out with outlandish theories. Oh, look, I can explain. <laughs> and certain publications will leap on this, especially in the media. They'll leap mm. on this as, oh, look, it's an explanation. The world's not as weird as we thought it was. Look, here's a simple answer. Um, it's the Doug and Dave well, situation again, you know. I mean, oh, look, I mean, here's sci- a really simple answer, sci- even though it doesn't answer it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, scientists, by their by their job description, really, they, they kind of test scientific theories to destruction all the time. They take an interest in a particular phenomenon. And uh, if they can actually create a new science or, or disprove something that was taken as you know, the, the scientific consensus, um, they can really make a name for themselves. As, as long as it's done in a, you know, as, as long as what they do is shown to be scientifically sound, otherwise they'll just be they'll just show themselves up as a crank. But that that's why the scientific consensus is scientific consensus on on most things is to be trusted because scientists are really you know they're they're trying to disprove it all the time. Yeah, but you've just sort of inadvertently, I think, 
hit the nail on the head unless they're mm. shown to be a crank. And they, historically, science has a real... They, they, they've, they've got form for mm. if someone suggests something, even proposes an idea mm. of something that is different from the norm, they're yeah. immediately branded a crackpot. There is that. Um, and I think that's quite damaging to say. I I do get what you're saying. Yes, for the most part, I, I'm a person who trusts science and I believe in science. I have a lot of, mm. I suppose you would call it, faith in science. Mm. But at the same time, science doesn't have all the answers because they automatically reject hypotheses and theories simply because it doesn't fit their worldview. Or it doesn't, um, it doesn't suit, um, it challenges existing power structures and, and hierarchies. I mean, it's, it's political as well. It's always going to be political. Absolutely. But, but look at crop circles. There is something very, very weird and strange. There is a weird, strange phenomenon going on year after year after year. And you don't get any serious or very, very little serious scientific investigation into it. Mm. Why? Because it's weird. Because anybody who publicly investigates these things is deemed to be a crackpot. Just by virtue of them investigating it. So that, that that kind of implies there must be people in in science departments in universities, and and they say, well, what are you, what are you going to do for your for your thesis? They say they, they say, well, I'm going to look at I'm going to look at crop circles. They'll be talked out of it. Well, their yes. their their mentors will say, don't just sit, just yes. stay away from that. They'll be told it's you will stuff. you will fail if you yeah. if you make that your thesis, you will fail. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. It's only either very, very brave scientists who publicly acknowledge investigating it, and they're very few and far between, and, of course, they're all labelled crackpots, or it's those scientists with nothing left to lose in their careers. Mm. And, unfortunately, there may be reason for that, but they're also banded as crackpots. But there are also a legitimate scientific thing going on. But there so, are also crackpots um, who, who who find an audience for a particular point of view, oh, and yeah. they find support, and they can they can find patronage for that kind of thing. I mean, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, who made the spurious connection between the the MMR vaccination, the measles, mumps, rubella, and autism, which which is a very poorly researched. I mean, it was published oh. in the Lancet, but has been retracted. But um, yeah, how many how many kids were damaged by measles or rubella or, or mumps because their parents wouldn't wouldn't vaccinate? Um, and still and, but, to this day, even though it's pr- it's been proven to be absolute bollocks, there are people hmm. that still won't get their kids vaccinated with no. MMR. And, and of course, Andrew Wakefield went over to the states where um, his kind of attitude towards science and vaccinations went down very well with the Trump administration. Yeah. He found himself a nice, a nice, cosy position there because, you know, Donald Trump and a lot of his, his, um, his regime were anti-vaccination. They they knew that there was a political there was there was a political ground there, political base that you could base on 
anti-vaccination. There still is. Yes. I think cultists is the word you were looking for there. there, there there's that, you know. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 there are people in my family who are – this is a, a bizarre thing. They're, they're, they, they don't believe that climate change is a thing or it's not caused by human activity. So, the, you know, um, and and my brother's mate tried to lend me this book. Well, he lent me this book. And it's actually, and, and the reason he trusted what this guy was saying was because he used to be in Greenpeace. Even though Greenpeace don't, even though he's completely at odds with Greenpeace on his views on climate change, um, he trusts him because he was in Greenpeace. <laughs> He must know what he's talking about. Anyway, we've gone way, way, way off topic here. As we do. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going to, you've put forward this hypothesis by this one scientist that it's bouncing back. It's been reflected at us, but I Mm. can personally, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I can see the the holes in that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not reading a science textbook. I'm reading a magazine, Science Daily, and yeah, it it puts it forward as a as a theory, but it doesn't really say well wh- why it only occurred on those two occasions. Why it's not continuing to happen? Well, it it's a theory, and okay, it's a theory. Um, but but I'm also put forward it, another theory. Okay. We have I, I never realised I had such strong views on cosmic rays. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I. So we've talked on on this podcast a number of times about hollow earth theory and underground aliens and things like that. Mm. What if this is this is a little bit out there, and I acknowledge it is. Mm. But what if these cosmic rays are somehow being used as? either a communications channel or even to aid with transport. And they're being emitted between aliens in an underground base under Antarctica and the aliens in this nearby star cluster. I, I did wonder when you were going to get around to linking this to extraterrestrial activity. <laughs> it's what the, it's what the podcast is about. It's what, our, it's what our listeners are expecting to hear. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, if if as you say, we can we can use cosmic rays, we can actually direct them and and, and use them for for scientific purposes. Surely, if if someone posits a theory that these things are just bouncing, couldn't they? Couldn't they create an experiment to to demonstrate that or to prove that? Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, but now they've they've just come up with a theory, and mm. no, it's not a testable theory. It's not a, it, and it, it's not really held. I mean, it holds about as much water as my theory, to be honest. Well, yeah, and because I mean, the articles I've looked at, I mean, they're quite. Yeah, for for a, a not particularly scientific person like myself, they're quite um, densely scientific articles. Um, hmm. There isn't much mentioned about why they think you know, the, the fact that it only happened on these. It was only detected on these. Was it two occasions or or two for a period of time in two twenty sixteen? The period of time in twenty eighteen. Well, it's two occasions when we happened to be monitoring that area. Right. So. So. And, and it doesn't even say it's confined to a particular place. 
but there's one particular spot that said Antarctica. Well, that's an entire continent. So it is. So yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't know what to make of that. But have you have mm. you got any theories, then, Neil? Yourself? Um, no, I haven't because of my 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 total ignorance of the matter you know if someone says well these things can bounce then i think okay the one side is another one says well because they're so tiny they can pass through anything they could it could be that they've passed through the entire planet um and they, they they actually hit the north pole and came out at the south pole well yeah take your word for it mate these things are traveling and nothing nothing stopping them they can pass through yeah, yeah. i don't i don't no, but it... I mean, we know that magnetic fields affect their trajectory, and that is indeed mm. how we make use of them. Mm. But to be reflected, I mean, that would have to be a ridiculously powerful electromagnetic field, surely. Well, the, something, something traveling at close to the speed of light and then hitting something that's hard enough to bounce it back the other way, presumably at something close to the speed of light. That's going to, that's going to, that's actually an impact, isn't it? Well, it's going to make a dent. If it's an electromagnetic field rather than Hmm. an object, then it would act more like um, hitting rubber rather than hitting a block Hmm. of concrete. So it would sort of it would slow the travel down, and then mm. it would speed it back up as it bounced it back. So it wouldn't actually bounce like a ball hitting a wall. It kind of just slows down and then goes back the other way before it actually comes into no. physical contact with More anything. More like a stone ball hitting a rubber wall. Okay, which might be the same so effect that- as a rubber ball hitting a stone wall, but. Mm. A different thing is compressing and expanding. So there is a physical impact there, isn't there, if it's bouncing? There is, but here's the thing. The the level of electromagnetic field that would require it to bounce it back, we'd know it was there. Mm. We can detect electromagnetic fields. I've got an electromagnetic field detector myself, Mm. personally. I use it when I go crop circle hunting. But um, didn't they think? Okay, we've got we've got cosmic rays coming out of this place in Antarctica. Let's dig down and see what's there. Ah, that would require oh, money, and yeah. they'd have to first of all acknowledge that there's something weird we don't understand happening, which mm. they're not going to do. It it is exactly the same issue with crop circles. They would have to acknowledge that there is a phenomenon, and mm. the scientific community as a as a as a single organism if you like Hmm. they're right individuals but as a single organism no they're not willing to admit that there is a phenomenon Hmm. and that's the problem i mean already you've got these sound like scientists coming forward oh well maybe it's bouncing back no of course it isn't that's silly we know it is Hmm. you know we're us as laymen we know that's silly, but it's an answer. It's, oh, well, that's all right, then. We don't need to investigate it. Mm. So somebody somewhere and is stopping, actively stopping investigations into these phenomena by manipulating people. 
I'm going a little um, bit down the rabbit hole now, and I'm not ashamed to that. But I've seen it over the years with crop circles. But anybody isn't it, isn't who it... actively investigates them, you're a crackpot. You're like shunned from the mm. scientific community. Mm. Which there, could and mean... there is a legitimate phenomenon. Oh. It could mean, yeah, powerful people have some kind of secret to keep that they, mm. they want to keep keep suppressed. It, it could also mean that you know, someone's not prepared to spend money on, on looking into that kind of thing. And yet look at the things they do spend money on. Our own mm. MPs uh, have decided that they're worth a, um, uh, what is it, two grand a year pay rise. Isn't it funny because they're, they're all so they're, they're trying their jobs because they're, they're trying to claim that um, this in, this spiraling inflation, which is now up over eleven percent, is caused by uh, wage increases. But the yeah. only people who've had a wage increase that's above inflation is is them. Yeah. So, so, so we yeah they I caused mean, it. Well, teachers haven't had a pay increase for ten years in this country. Ten no, years. Neither, neither nurses or police. They're all subject to pay caps. Yeah. Effectively, they've had a pay reduction of twenty three percent in real terms. Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's yeah. that's getting way off topic. And do you know what? We've hit that time, so let's summarise our thoughts into a single sound bite clip. Neil, South Post, South Post, <laughs> South Pole, <laughs> cosmic radiation. Is it aliens? I have no idea. I, 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 I have the most slender grasp of this topic of what these things are and where they come from, and it, it's hard to imagine. I'd, I'd have to know an awful lot about more. To, to even have an opinion, I think I, I'd, I'd need a lot more scientific knowledge. Uh, but, yeah, I would say it could be. Your guess is as good as mine. It's There's something that, that happened on, on limited occasions, and... No one knows what it is or why. It's Fair. something that should have been coming from space is coming from here. That's yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah. Questions have to be asked, but I don't have enough knowledge to even posit a, a sensible sounding question. Well, they say that the mind is like a parachute. If it's not open, it doesn't work. And uh, yeah, so keeping an open mind, that's a very good thing. I personally, I think there's definitely something to look at here. Um, the fact that the cosmic radiation coming into the Earth is coming from one sort of general star cluster. Um, I'd be very interested to know if the radiation coming away from the Antarctica is heading in the same direction or a different mm. one. That would help inform me, to be honest, but I wasn't able to find that information out, sadly. Um, but yeah, I think mm. I, 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 uh, I'm at that place where, all right, I can accept there might be a mundane explanation for it, but it also it just wouldn't surprise me if this was involved with UFOs or extraterrestrial visitors in some manner. Oh, the, what do the, you think, listeners? Yeah. Oh, all the military. Say, yeah, I was going to say all the military in some matter that they don't want us to know about, which will, which is the topic of our next. Uh, yeah, but the military don't it? want us to know because they're reverse engineering UFOs. Of anyway, course, yes. 
<laughs> what do you think, listeners? Um, is this radiation, this cosmic radiation coming up from the South Pole? Is it aliens? Is it something much more easily understandable, something much more terrestrial? Do let us know via the usual means. You can email us, aliensexplored at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us through Twitter, uh, by searching Aliens Explored, we're at Aliens Explored, uh, or you can contact us on Facebook, find our Facebook page. All the links are in the description below anyway. And of course, if you are one of our Patreon members, you can discuss this topic as well as any of the other topics we discuss here on the show with like-minded people over on our exclusive patreon discord all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash aliens explored and pick a tier to suit you now join us next time when yes speaking of reverse engineering technologies we Mm. are going to be discussing the former director of lockheed's lockheed's skunk works uh ben rich And his specific quote where he said publicly, we now have the technology to take E.T. home. What did he mean by that? What did he know? We will be going into that in some detail. Looking forward to that one, Neil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, keep watching those cosmic rays tankers full of toxic sludge uh, and all kinds of radiation because you're not likely to get superpowers you are more likely just to get thyroid cancer Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah watch out for those and of course keep watching this see you next time bye bye Aliens Explored is a Fiegel Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit aliensexplored.com.